What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. A lot to go over, good, bad, and ugly, the typical stuff for Tuesday, but also tra tragedy struck in Charlottesville. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we also have the fact that Pittsburgh is in need of another quarterback for 2023. All the good things, all the bad things, and a couple of ugly things discussed here on today's show with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you so much for joining us each and every day. Thanking us, thank you for making us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. Now we are starting the show with Kenton Gibbs, per usual, of Locked On Wolfpack, Wolfpack Podcast. Have you calmed down since yesterday, my friend? Listen, I, I was I was calm then. <laughs> That was as restrained as you're going to see me uh, because, again, I I don't – when folks are making the type of money that these coordinators are making, um, I feel like it is a sin and a shame to not only not target your uh, best weapons but to actively hide them. I think that that, you know, I think that, that you know, call me old school, but, but theft makes me a little upset, makes me a little riled up there. So that was as calm as I could be given the circumstances. But I'm 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 great as always. <laughs> well, good enough. Well, guys, we want to start by talking about the UVA football situation, the tragedy that was overnight. There were a couple of football players that were attending a field trip out in Washington, D.C. They were coming back from a play. They ended up, you know, getting into a situation with a former football player named Chris Jones, and it became violent and ended up having five people shot on scene. But Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry, and Lavelle Davis Jr. lost their lives in this senseless tragedy. And we've seen statements from Coach Elliott. We've seen, you know, statements from the AD. And all in all, you know, regardless of how you feel about football, it's way bigger than that, right? We have three young men who are never going to get an opportunity to live in this world, you know, and they're not going to be able to play beyond just football, just do life. You know, all the goals that they had set before them is now gone aside. And I just think it's just tragic when you think about, you know, where we are as a society and however your thoughts and opinions towards gun violence and reform and all the things just at the end of the day, it's just sad that we have another situation it just seems almost regularly, daily, weekly of someone losing their life to gun violence. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, you know, my, my, uh, my heart goes out to those families. Uh, one can only imagine these young men were in essence, babies had not started life. You know what I mean? Had not started, um, to, you know, actually get into life yet and, and to be chopped down in their prime. And, and, you know, even the shooter, um, former player who I believe was a, a true freshman or a redshirt freshman, something along those lines. So, mm -hmm. um, even, even the shooter, you know, life gone. There's, there's, you know, nothing, um, nothing there at this point. And it's, it's a very sad situation. It's a very sad situation all around. And, and, you know, hopefully we can, we can cheer the listeners up with, uh, with, with a little bit of, of joy and entertainment today and looking at some of these teams, but this is, uh, you know, 
this is this is a very serious thing, right? There's no no joking, no laughter to be had in in a moment like this. A thousand percent. So thoughts and prayers there. And if you guys listen to Locked On UVA podcast with Lawrence Johnson, make sure you give him a little extra love. Sent him a text earlier. He hearted it. So I think it's just a lot going on in Charlottesville right now. So there is that. We will table that conversation as more updates come out. We we'll just be mindful to always, you know, be respectful of the families and situations that are going on, and we'll do our best to put move forward. So we're talking about good, bad, and ugly per usual here on this Tuesday. And we have a lot to go over with some of these ACC teams here on the coastal side who, you know, not for nothing, Atlantic division is trying to give us a run for the money on who is struggling more, but there were some good wins. There were some finals and, you know, head scratching, like we've been waiting for this and we've seen some progress and let's do what we have to do. I'll start with my good Miami picking up a solid win, 35 points against a struggling Georgia tech team. But at this point is, are we not all struggling besides North Carolina on the coastal? So there's that 35, 14 victory. We saw from the hurricanes who are clearly good at winning on the road struggle with, figuring it out at home at times, but nevertheless, as much as we want to throw this team away, there's still progress to be made. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with one of the statements you said there in that, uh, North Carolina, in that North Carolina is the only team in the uh, coastal that's not struggling because this Duke team, that's, that's my good. These, yeah. the, every team in the triangle that does not have Tim Beck associated with their program <laughs> seems to be thriving. Yeah. Yeah, seem to be doing great things, you just, know. Just immaculate. <laughs> uh, the the boys and baby blue going to the conference championship. You got Duke, who's won you a good amount of money here. You know, it hey, has. It's it's they're going well, and and Elko is doing all the things, and and you know, it to me, I think that it is it is very important for. Uh, North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, known as the hoop state and all that, has the city that produces the most NBA players per capita in, in Kansas and all that good stuff. It's good to see the state of North Carolina be good at football, and that includes state. They're, they, you know, whether or not they can beat Boston College, they still got seven wins so far with two in a bowl game ahead of them. So that elusive 10 wins is still in the air for them. But um, the reality is that the to, to see those two teams playing well um, is actually very interesting because, again, two super story basketball programs, right? Two programs that you look at and you instantly think of one of the most iconic rivalries in all of sports um, on the basketball side. To see them both playing well on the gridiron is, is, is it's, it's refreshing, honestly. Dare we say that North Carolina and Duke are having better seasons than NC State? All right, let's not push it. Let's not milk it there. Let's not, not milking it. I'm just saying. Against expectations, sure. Yes. Against expectations, sure. But them and why Duke, are you getting so upset? Why are you getting so upset? Why are you getting in your feels? See, it, feel, it's, it feels giving and feels. It feels why, giving and feels. And, and this is why you cannot give UNC grads the, <laughs> the position of power because they're very, they're like small children, they're very antagonistic. Hold up. I'm a, I am probably the hardest North Carolina person in all of sports. Let's keep it a buck. That's I true. give a lot of tough love to North Carolina. That's fine, but that has nothing to do but with he, let, me fit, let me fit, not, let me finish my point. My point is saying that is I'm very hard on North Carolina, but at the same time, I can look with two good, very unbiased eyes and say NC State is almost the norm for them to have eight, nine win seasons. 
But the way with which we thought they were going to take a big leap this year is a little disappointing in comparison to what Duke and North Carolina are doing. Again, I said against expectations, yes, they have those two teams are having better seasons than state. But when you look at the reality of what's actually happened here, mm-hmm. state, for example, losing the ACC preseason player of the year for the season. for But for he wasn't one. even playing like the preseason player of the year. It doesn't matter whether or not he was playing okay. like the player of the year. What we saw against Boston College, we had not seen an offensive performance that bad with Devin Leary at the helm. That's an objective fact. It, unless you go back to like 2018 or 2019, we okay. have not seen that. Okay. So, this story is about, this show is about the Coastal today. You're the one who bought it, stayed into this. You No, I, actually, actually, I did I not. Talked about the teams in the triangle. <laughs> I talked about the teams in the triangle that are not, that don't have Tim Beck associated with their programs doing well. And yeah. you were the one who's, who bought in. Well, do we need to talk more about state and their season? You were the one who did that. I just said, dare we say, North Carolina and Duke are having better seasons than NC State. And that's a fair – Against expectations, I will Asked and answered, Your Honor. Asked and answered. And you you still go. Here we go. All right, guys. I will not be silenced. Against expectations, they they have. They have done better than state. Okay. All right, so we got to talk about Pitt here, who is in need of a quarterback, it seems, in many ways, despite them having one at this current moment. It feels like they're going to have to go back into the transfer portal when it comes to this trans, this uh, excuse me, commit situation with their 2023 quarterback. Let's talk about Kenny Mitchie here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys that with Simply Safe, if you thought about securing your home security but haven't have been putting it off, You'll want to listen up right now. Locked on ACC can or you can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Here is why I love it. It keeps me feeling safe every time I leave the house. I know that if anything were to happen, I can immediately get a call in an event of an emergency. Twenty four seven professional monitoring agencies, fast protect technology, exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get priority police response. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big money on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any simply new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/url today. This is your biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/lockedoncollege. There's no place like Simply Safe. We're rocking and rolling with Kenta Gibbs here of Locked On Wolfpack, and we're talking about the good, bad, and ugly from all of our coastal teams today. And the good being that North Carolina and Duke are having strong seasons. The bad might be that. Pitt is in need of a quarterback. The 2023 commit of Kenny Minchie has decided that he wants to take his talents elsewhere outside of the Pittsburgh area and go back into rethinking his decision. A big blow for a team that is desperate for a good quarterback. We all know Keaton Slovis' experiment has not quite worked out to what we thought. We don't know yet what he's going to do, but this late in the game, it's hard to find a top-notch quarterback ready to come to your program. You know... The, the transfer portal has like really remade the game. It, it's changed the game and, and man, it's, it's got to do something for uh, Pitt at this point at, at the quarterback position. 
I mean, I, I told everybody that Slovis wasn't the guy. And again, Pitt fans like to get on me. Pitt fans, they every time I talk about their quarterbacks, they they like to get on me like no other. Lo and behold, you know, and um, I I think that this is a very simply a situation where uh, Narduzzi and his team, they have some pieces. They have multiple good running backs, multiple good running backs that are kind of being wasted uh, by a quarterback that has shown that he's just not the answer. You know, so um, Pitt getting a, a decommitted quarterback, I mean, that's tough, but also it's it's depending on a true freshman to come in and be a program changer, even though we've seen that more frequently because high school football is evolving and all of that goes we're seeing less wing T and more spread offenses, even in high school and the concepts that we're seeing in college, we see in high school is still not a great situation to be in to say like, ah, this freshman is going to come in and be great for us right away. They all can't be Drake, man, period. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Woo. Sorry. I mean, Drake may have a year on campus before he played. So in that situation. It was a was joke. About, you know, My Lord. It pains you that North Carolina is just having a better year. Yeah, I'm yeah. just it's the truth. The truth it is the truth. I it just want to tell you. Again, I'm talking about him expecting a freshman to come in right away and play, and that wasn't the case for Drake. But you know, that's another subject. Either way it goes, we have a quarterback situation in need for Pitt, a team that's looking how to revamp its program after a rough start, but trying to find the next Kenny Pickett. Clearly, it took time for Kenny. Maybe it's going to take time, and they're going to need a little bit of patience. I think all in all, though, for Narduzzi, who is very sound on defense in a defense that, you know, delivers and has the guys and horse in the stable, they're going to have to figure out that offensive front and how to uh, definitely bounce back next season. Oh, absolutely. If they want to return to the uh, ACC championship forum, which they were once at and prove that that wasn't a fluke, they're going to need a good signal caller. They're going to need a quality signal caller. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it is, I say this, the most important position and the most dependent position in football all in one. Well, the dependent part, what are you surrounding the player with, right? What are you uh, giving them in terms of pieces around them? Pitt's got the pieces. They've got good weapons. So now it's incumbent upon the, the quarterback to go be the most important part. That's that's what that looks like now. A thousand percent. What is your bad for the Coastal for week 11 of college football? You know, this was tough. This was tough to come up with. And, and it was it was uh, it was a struggle. But I'm sorry, Coach Pry. <laughs> Again, seven points, seven points, you know, I. Listen, I'm not saying that Duke is a terrible team and you need to light it up against them, but seven points, mm, that's tough. That's So what do we feel like the biggest issue with Virginia Tech? Because I feel like it's week in and week out, we're seeing just bad ball. And is it just lack of talent? It's not the right you know, play calling? Like, what is the deep core issue, do you think? It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything. And, and, and let me tell you why I say it's everything. This mm-hmm. team's in year one, which you're not surprised by everything being a problem in year one because you're revamping everything. You're redesigning everything. You're, you've got players that are square pegs and they're jamming up against round holes sometimes. And that's what we're looking at here. It's not fitting. I'm really bad teams find innovative and different ways to lose every time. <laughs> they just find a way. They just find a way. A new thing breaks down every week. Oh, this thing's bad this week. Well, they are good at that. Oh, no, they're not good at that anymore. They're bad at it this week. Oh, well, this guy should be good. Oh, he drops the game when he touchdown pass. 
Oh, this guy should be good. Oh, he gets beat like a drum all game. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just a pick your poison situation. Yeah, except they're drinking their, their own poison. Like week in and week out, um, it's going to be something. And, and that's that's pretty much all there is to it there. I think as long as they're willing to go out and compete every single time, I feel like the same way with Boston College that we talked about yesterday, the guys are really bought into pride. It's not necessarily you know translating on the field, but would you say still this is a give it time situation or is going to be like two to three where you're like, he's not the guy. It kind of felt that way, but now it's really coming to home to roost. Oh, absolutely. I don't feel like any coach, any, I don't, let me not say any. There are extreme fringe cases, extreme, very extreme fringe cases. But even in some cases where people believe they're the fringe, a la Willie Taggart or something like that, year one, I don't think that you should ever be getting rid of a coach year one. I think that that's excessive. Unless there is something that has occurred that is drastic, that is terrible, that is, you know, like some type of abuse or, or some type of like lack of institutional control that's like, Insane. You had what going on? Yeah, this is not Blue Mountain State. You can't actually do that in real life. What is oh, Blue Mountain State? Oh, Google it. You'll have a great time figuring out what it is. Okay. Um, but unless it's something very, very like extreme happening, hey, run your ball, run your program. You know, get a couple years. If at year two, three, four, we're not seeing any improvement, really, I don't feel like you need four. At about year three, if you aren't showing at least improvement, or if it's not at least like you're not showing improvement, but it's been some freak accidents that or some very freak odd things as to why you haven't shown improvement, then you need to go. That's fair. I'm thinking like next season we might see five wins out of Pry. I'm thinking the foundation is that good and solid that end of the season – I'm going to go in and say five wins. I don't think about they're going to get quite the bowl eligibility, but as much as you're saying that, I was very right about my Galco. So I would, I would be very, very careful to not believe in me. It's the coastal. It's the coastal. <laughs> what I'm does not, that mean? Actually, wait. The There's coastal no is coastal. Going away after this year. The coastal <laughs> going away after this year. Well, I don't think they're going to get five. I don't think they're going to get five. You want to make a bet? Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's, Let's up the ante. 200. $200, Virginia Tech will get five wins next season. Hold on. Let me check out their schedule first. No, no, no. That's not how that's going. The schedule's not even out yet. Oh, well, when their schedule is announced, we will have this conversation. That's lame. That's lame. Yeah, you're reading so it. If they play four schools, if they play four schools that are the Either you, uh, either you win it or not. Either you believe or you don't believe. There's no not, way they're playing four bad schools. I'm saying five wins. They need five wins. And you're saying it's impossible for them to schedule four out-of-conference games that are the Southeast Louisiana Delta Valley's directional school Did for the different Did we see that this year? Did huh? we see that this year? Say what? Did we see that this year? We have seen that from some teams this year. I said Virginia Tech. This no, we didn't see Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech also didn't play a Boy, bunch of terrible I swear teams. you oh, argue for argue's sake if I ever saw it. Did, Lord did help Virginia us. Tech. Lord help us. So wait, Lord. wait. So We're wait, putting wait. in bets. We're putting in bets. This is what it's all about. I'm going to take did, my bet to five wins. Going into did, next season, we will see where you feel like they lie when it comes to preseason action. But betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional or an amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports they've got you covered at bet online they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more 
Bet online is where the game starts. I highly recommend you get in your way too early predictions when they drop because I think Virginia Tech is going to win five games. That's all I'm saying. That's all I am saying. All right, guys, we're wrapping up the show here. Locked on ACC podcast. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Ken Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack joins us each and every week. There was good, there was bad, and now there's downright ugly. You know, Georgia Tech, you would be my ugly. There's some other teams up here that I can't talk about today for obvious reasons, but the Yellow Jackets, just hold on. We're almost home. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a long road. (laughs) We don't know if Key is going to be the head coach after this, but just let's get 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 to the finish line. Whether Jeff Sims is playing or not, it seems to be a little shaking, kind of weird going on, but I I just don't know. I'm at a loss. I'm kind of done with them when it comes to ACC, Coastal, Georgia Tech, all the things. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My ugly was going to be the Jeff Sims situation as well because this is an odd situation. This is a very Like, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? Does he not want to play? Is he over the coach? Like, what what is going on? I'm very confused, and it's one of those moments where, like, I get it. We we as fans will or media members will never be fully privy to everything that's happening – behind the scenes but you know i'm it's even through the back channels where you you know you're calling up your your sources and you're saying hey what's going on out there i'm getting conflicting information i'm hearing some saying like oh well you know he's just going through rehab and he shut himself down for the season i'm hearing others saying he hasn't shut himself down for the season it's just uh he isn't healthy yet and i'm just like what's Honestly, why I was like, honestly, I was shut down. I'm not, and I'm, and I am a go in, go hard in the paint, want to compete, blah, blah, blah. All this sounds nice. I ain't going out there with them boys. Oh, absolutely not. I'm shutting down. Shut it down. I mean, I, 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 get I hear it. you, crazy Mr. Workout all the time, all in for the team, you know, die hard. Cool. I'm shutting down. You understand? I'm I'm all for players doing what's in their best interest. But my only thing about the shutting it down is if you're going to shut it down, don't have shut it down. (laughs) Shut it all the way down. Hey, it's been real. It's been fun. Commit to the shutdown. I'm in the portal. I'll see y'all boys. Y'all be safe. Hey, Atlanta has been fun. It's been great. You know what I mean? Y'all got a lot of good stuff out here. This ain't for me no more. Y'all folks be well. See ya. Don't Mm. still show up dress out not dress what's is he good is he not what's happening don't, don't, do don't leave people with the guessing game even because it kind of gets to the point of your teammates your coaches they don't know and that gets a little no, no need to get cute no mm. need to get cute it is 2022 the year of our lord and savior 2022 <laughs> you can go ahead and say hey listen it's been real it's been good but this is not it this is this team has not put pieces around me. The best piece that they had around me went to Tuscaloosa. I'm probably not good enough to play there, but I'm going to find somewhere else to play because I've got the film to show that I'm good enough to play elsewhere. So, hey, y'all be safe. Jeff out. Period. We have a really – switching gears here, good, bad, and ugly, all the things. Make sure you guys get us up for week 12. We are almost done with football, which is crazy, but we want to shift gears and talk quickly about – Basketball, Duke will face off against Kansas tonight at 9.30 p.m. Biggest game of the year so far for our ACC men's teams in the State Farm Championship Classic. Duke has looked good so far. They've been rolling. They've been doing all the things. They've probably been the most non-shaky team that we've seen here in the ACC from the men's side. And I'm just sitting here saying, 
as much as it pains me, I'd rather Duke get the lick back for a North Carolina team that should have got in the national championship game. So I'm, I'm, am I, dare I say, rooting for Duke? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lying. But I, hate, I don't think I know who I hate more. Honestly, Duke or Kansas. It's real. It's real close. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't have a dog in that fight. I just hope everybody. That's what I'm saying. Fun. <laughs> hope everybody, everybody has fun. Has... Comes out unscathed, clean there bill you. of health, all the things. There you go. You know, no, nobody gets hurt, injured, or maimed. Hey, guys, everybody go out there, give it your best shot. You know, have I mean? some fun. Get participation no, trophies all around. Yeah, but but seriously, um, it this is obviously going to be a tough task for Duke. I mean, Kansas is Kansas, right? Like we we look at the national championships when people said, "Oh, self is washed and he's done now." He said, "I'm washed. What? I'm done. What? I'm done playing with y'all. Give me my rings, please." Um, but you know, Shire ushering in this this new legacy, this new thing at Duke. What is this team going to be about? Right, year one, they look good at times. They but there was very. The highs were very high, but the lows were also very low. Do they bring a little bit more consistency? Do they show uh, a consistent, steady, like, hey, we are we are Duke. We are not. This isn't what y'all thought it was. This ain't that, and that ain't this. We can still whip the wheels off anybody. It's it's to be seen in this game. A thousand percent. And then from a women's side of things, really good action there on Wednesday night. We'll have a Notre Dame and Northwestern face off, which I think is a really good game, a local good game. Charlotte and NC State will face off with each other. So the women are very much rolling, which is always nice to see. I think quiet as it's kept, the best part of the ACC is women's basketball. Like as much as people don't want to believe it, the women's game over here in the Atlantic Coast Conference is like that. Absolutely. The 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 ACC has at least for the past four to five years, they've had at least two teams that could go to almost any other conference and be their champions right away. Yeah, like that's that's the reality. And it's not any different this year. Like Again, there aren't um, there are some people, but not the majority picking NC State to win. And again, that is a team that you could easily say um, they are looking better defensively than they did last year. And last year's team held teams to single-digit quarters a lot. This team is already up to, I want to say, six or seven quarters like that through eight quarters played. Yeah. <laughs> this this team is different. And then, of course, you've got to talk about Louisville and Van Lith and all that she brings. And, of course, you've got to talk about Notre Dame. I mean, this is, this is a conference that is just loaded. And if you look back to last year, who thought Miami was good? And yet, in the conference tournament time, they said um, – I don't care what y'all think. We'll see you in the championship. Yeah, they got healthy and got back right. It's crazy how every single team is undefeated except Boston College. So, ladies, yeah. like, let's get it together. But they're not bad. And and you've got and then you've got Virginia Tech as well. Who I mean, Kitley is she's supposed to be the next great big out of the conference, and she is dominant. She is a force. <laughs> that whatever that woman wants to do, wherever she wants to get on the court. She gets there and yeah. she gets to her spots. She hits her shots effectively. And that team is very experienced. That team yeah. is very senior laden. So, you know, it's it's a this conference as a whole in terms of women's basketball. And of course, I've got to talk about the Tar Heels as well, Deja Kelly and all that she brings. Again, another group that's very experienced. Uh, Coach Banghart just has a way of knowing how to get the best out of her players and get a rise out of her opponents. It's amazing to see. Uh, but that is a that's another team that is in contention for this thing as well. So yeah, this is the women's basketball in this conference. It's amazing. It's, it's bar great. none for sure. Exactly. And and I would say 
although we may not have the top of in terms of like South Carolina, probably the best team in the nation. Sure. But if you go team for team down the line, I think that we could probably beat the SEC. Thousand percent. Oh, thousand percent. Well, there's a lot of season left for both men's and women's basketball. But as we transition through football, you'll hear more of that coverage. And we don't won't necessarily. Well, maybe we will have good, bad and ugly yet to be determined. We'll keep you on your toes and make you come back for more just to see how we're going to roll out all of the coverage there. But Kenton, it's always a pleasure to have you, friend. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Absolutely. Wherever you are watching or listening to this, you can find me at Locked on Wolfpack. You can also find me on Twitter at LO underscore Wolfpack. And you can find me on Twitter at TGIF underscore Ken. Just be aware you're getting Ken the man, not the uh, not the sports guy. Guys, we got weekly rankings for another round from AJ Black of Locked on Boston College happening tomorrow night. We look forward to seeing you then for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next.